Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tess of Wrestling.com, joined by the reigning NWA World's Heavyweight Champion and the Impact Digital Media Champion, Matt Digital Cardona. Media World Champion. Digital Media World Champion. Get it right. Of course. Of course. The Digital Media World Champion. So, <laughs> you know, multiple world champion at the same time here. Matt Cardona. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Uh, you know, woke up, had some breakfast, went to a chiropractor, went to the gym, doing some, some phone interviews. I'm going to pack up some, uh, some orders, make some money, you know, uh, just living the dream. It's staying busy. You most certainly are yet again, here we are plenty, plenty to talk about. Might as well dive right in. You are the new NWA world's heavyweight champion. You defeated Trevor Murdoch at NWA power trip. Uh, now when we last spoke, you talked about how your, your goal is to save the NWA now as the champion that puts you in a spot to do that. But first, uh, what are your thoughts on that match with Trevor Murdoch and just, Obviously, to say the obvious, winning the title, the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, of course, it was my goal from the moment I walked in NWA to become the the world champion. I honestly did not think I would get the opportunity that fast, and I've made a career out of capitalizing on opportunities. But uh, you know, Trevor is no joke. Um, if you watch the match, he gets busted open pretty early, but he kept fighting. He did not quit. He's a tough son of a bitch, and I give him credit for that. But uh, I wouldn't stop, and I wouldn't stop beating him down. Hit that radio silence, one, two, three. But I couldn't even celebrate because out comes Nick Aldis, that jealous egomaniac, uh, you know, trying to put himself in the spotlight once again. And that's fine. If he wants to get the rub off me, that's fine. If he wants to, you know, get some buzz off me, that's fine. But one thing he will not get off me is the 10 pounds of gold. So you now hold the 10 pounds of gold, a title that's been held by some all-time legends, Ric Flair, Holly Race, many, many others. What does it mean to have your name join a list of, again, just a, a whole list of legends and uh, some of the biggest names in wrestling history? Uh, among, I'm very among proud others. that my name is on that list. I take great pride in the fact that I'm the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. Um, Man, listen, I, I say I'm here to save NWA, and I am. And I think me being the champion will save the NWA because, for instance, I actually get booked other places. So this Friday, GCW, LA, I'll be walking out with the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship, you know, as opposed to Trevor or Nick, who don't really do anything but NWA. You know, so if you're just promoting yourself to the people who are already watching, is that really promoting? <laughs> I don't know if it is. Well, that, what do you say? That's kind of your main method of, of quote unquote, saving the NWA. You're obviously all over the place, GCW impact elsewhere, just, you know, literally representing the brand and getting it out there and generating more buzz than it may have uh, previously had. Absolutely. I mean, listen, there's only so many things I can control, but I love for the actual power show to be presented differently with some goddamn entrance music. Sure. I don't control that. I can control creating buzz. I can't control getting that championship uh, out there. Now, listen, I don't have control to just make world title matches. So I'm not saying when I bring the title to all these shows, it's going to be for the, the 10 pounds of gold. I can't, I can't say that. I, I don't have the pencil. I'll certainly walk out with it. I'm certainly proud to be the NWA world's heavyweight champion. I'll certainly make sure I'm announced as the NWA world's heavyweight champion. I'll certainly get on the mic and say that I'm the NWA world's heavyweight champion. I mean, Goddamn, I went to Paris, France and brought the title with me, went to Disneyland, Paris, went to the Eiffel Tower, carried that that title with me for three days, just putting it up everywhere because I'm proud to be the champion. 
Now, I remember the last time we spoke, you had said that when you were a kid, you watched the NWA, you thought it was old and boring and dated. Now, with you kind of at the face of it as a champion, would you, is it fair to say that you might feel a little differently, kind of being the face of the brand? Or, or, or on the other hand, how you might kind of plan to change that to make it more exciting, to make it more, more interesting? I plan to change as much as I can. So if getting the word out there helps, so be it. Uh, like I said, I can't change the format of the show. I can't change the look of the show, the the venues that they perform in. I can't change stuff like that. I'll do whatever I can, whether it be doing interviews like this or the major wrestling fear podcast or wearing it out to, to wrestling shows or just posting on social media, me with the title. I'm going to do whatever I can to, to bring awareness to the brand because listen, the guys and girls in the locker room, they're hungry. They're talented. They deserve the spotlight. Uh, you know, and when I when I won that title on Power Trip and I walked through the curtain, there were there were no uh, pat on the backs. There wasn't a round of applause. They were not happy um, that I'm the champion. But I think they will be when more eyes start watching NWA. Hard to, hard to disagree with that. And you mentioned changing things. Now, uh, yet yeah, we're recording this on Tuesday. Yesterday, NWA revealed the, the bracket for the Crockett Cup, and the company president William Patrick Corgan, Corgan heavily implied. That you might have uh, had a hand in making sure that Mike Knox and VSK got a spot in the tournament. Uh, would you care to kind of confirm that that to be the case? Or, or... Uh, my my good friend Mike Knox, longest friend in the business, VSK, my best friend from childhood from Long Island. You know these guys came to celebrate with me. Poor VSK has his big debut celebrating with me, and then Nick Aldis has to ruin it. And yes, I hope they win the entire Crockett Cup. And what about their team name, the Cardonas? I love it. I love it. And it's just unfortunate the Crockett Cup and this match against Nick Aldis has to be in Nashville. Like I talked about, like changing the times and changing venues. Like who wants to work in Nashville, right? Like, listen, this is not old time wrestling anymore. And of course that ego maniac, Nick Aldis wants to wrestle in front of his, he says hometown, it's not even his real hometown. It's from England. He's from England, but that hometown boy, Nick Aldis makes good. He's not going to make good. He's not going to win the title. And I'm going to get the hell out of Nashville as soon as I beat him one, two, three. Now, just to elaborate a bit on that, you will, you will be facing Nick Aldis. And he said that he, he ruined your celebration there. But uh, you sound, as, as you should be, very confident you're going to walk out victorious there. But Nick Aldis, his resume speaks for itself. Two-time champion. He held the title for a very long time. You know, uh, just in, a, in a more of a general sense, you know, are you looking forward to that match? Do you kind of... Uh, I would assume you're not taking him lightly, given the fact that he is a former champion, that he is, uh, he's proven that he, that he can do what it takes to hold the title uh, multiple times. Yeah, I certainly don't take him lightly. And, and Nick is somebody who definitely brought awareness to the NWA brand, and he carried himself like a champion in those nice suits from Coles. Uh, he looked very, you know, he looked as good as he could holding that title, holding the 10 pounds of gold, and he did a lot for the company. He really did. Um, and I understand why he's coming after me because he wants to leech off me. He wants to get some of that buzz and I don't blame him, but, uh, you know, his quote unquote hometown crowd is going to be very disappointed, uh, when I beat him in the middle of the ring. And then I hope that's it for Nick Aldis. You know, Nick Aldis is somebody who I think he's just going through an identity crisis for at one time. He, he brought back his, his friend from the UK. They were going to be a tag team. They're going to win the Kraken cup. And now, Oh, Matt Corona is a champion now. Right. And Matt Carosa champion now. Let me let me try to mooch off him. Typical Nick Aldis. Um, but after I beat him in Nashville, after I get the hell out of Nashville, I'm gonna try to convince Billy to do some shows in New York, my hometown. A real wrestling town, a real wrestling city. 
certainly hope that that's the case. That's more over in my neck of the woods. So if, if they do, I'd be uh, much more e- uh, able to go. So like, sure. fingers, fingers crossed on that one. But speaking of New York, I mean, goddamn it, the last show was in Oak Grove, Kentucky. Where the fuck is Oak Grove, Kentucky? Couldn't you know what I'm you. saying? <laughs> Does that sound like the city that hosts a major wrestling event? You think WrestleMania? Would ever be held in Oak Grove, Kentucky? You think AEW All In would ever be held in <laughs> Oak Grove, Kentucky? Come on. Probably not. But uh, Probably not. New York is a big wrestling town. That's why it held the world on GCW, a big, big show for GCW last month. You, of course, we talked about it the last time that we spoke. You faced Joey Janela and wound up what wound up being uh, a wildly entertaining match. We had a cameo from Swaggle. We had Vincent wearing a Vincent K. McMahon mask coming out of Vincent McMahon's theme song. We had a Brian Myers cameo, and that ultimately took the outcome. Uh, this match was just wild from start to finish, and you wound up Dave getting Meltzer the win. only gave it one star. That's that. I see. If that, I, if that was if that was Nick Jackson versus Matt Jackson in the Tokyo Dome with all their BTE run-ins. It would have been what does he do? I don't even know how many stars he gives. It would have been the most amount of stars. Ten stars. I thought it was great. I thought it was very very entertaining. I thought so do the people. I I thought it was amazing and just you know the. Oh, there's something about the Vince McMahon spot specifically. I thought that was hilarious. So what, what was some of your kind of uh, the creative process going into that match? Because you just it felt like you based on what we've seen you do so far that you had a big hand in that. Uh, I knew as soon as we were working Hammerstein that I wanted to do a special entrance. I had downstate work on a Enter Sandman-esque version of my when the lights go down. Um, and it was awesome. Originally, I was going to come from the crowd. Uh, but I realized two things. One, I don't trust the GCW universe. I didn't trust that they wouldn't push me or shove me and I'd fall over a balcony and die. Also, I didn't trust the bootleg uh, production and cameraman to catch me doing the entrance. So I figured, hey, I'll just come out traditionally, all eyes on me, and I'm glad I did it that way. Yeah, the the Enter Sandman like theme song, and you also had a red flannel vest with uh, F McFoley written on the back. Oh, it's and- a, I'll say it said fuck McFoley. <laughs> That, that it did uh, and mick mick responded to it basically said uh that he, he likes the work you're doing but on the also oh, kind of now he's trying to be the, the baby face now he's trying to get on my good side fuck mick foley there you have it but uh i thought the entrance and the vest and everything uh really set the stage for what like i said what was a very fun match it was game changer mania baby and that was your, your WrestleMania, your game changer entrance, your WrestleMania entrance. As, as you right. said the last time we spoke, I thought you knocked it out of the park. So that was very, very cool to see. Like I said, very uh, a chaotic match. You got the win. But then you talked about a minute ago, Nick Aldis ruining your celebration. A little bit of a precursor, or I guess I should say a sequel to what happened here. Sean Waltman, the legendary Sean Waltman ruined your celebration, came out and, uh, you know, really soured the mood there. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean. Uh, first of all, I already had a broken nose. He comes and gives me that X factor. I'm already broken nose. Horrible. The the disrespect that Sean Waltman showed me, um, you know, and I, I've told the story many times. Christmas 1994, all I wanted was a Hasbro one, two, three kid figure. And my parents couldn't afford it. They couldn't get it for me. But years later, I saved up all my money. And it was the first thing I ever bought on eBay in 1998. It was this one, two, three kid Hasbro figure. I kept it in the box all these years. And last year at WrestleCon, I, I met I met Sean. I got Sean to sign it. We took a nice picture. I thought we were buds. And then he does that. This week, I'm going to fucking burn it. I'm going to burn that figure. I'm going to post a video because I don't want Sean Waltman in my life. 
you know, he, he ruined my Christmas and he ruined uh, my Hammerstein moment. You may not want him in your life, but he will be in your life. For this, we're recording this on Tuesday, this Friday, February 25th at Welcome to Heartbreak, GCW show out in L.A. Was media to be facing, even if you're uh, not exactly on good terms right now, based on what you're saying about burning the figure, but sharing the ring with a legend like Sean Walden. This will be his first match since 2019. So that's got to feel like another. Last. This, this comeback is not going to last long. I understand, you know, you know, he, he, for once in his life, decided to eat his protein, go to the gym. That's great. He looks great. And he is an absolute legend, but the attitude era is over. It's over, Sean. It's not time for a comeback. It's time for you to go away, do your own podcast. I don't know. Go get a job and run NXT or something. I don't know. Do something because getting in the ring with me and Brian Myers, we are in the middle of, uh, you know, our peak, you know, our prime. And to mess with Joey Janela again, I thought I was done with this guy. I thought I put him out of his misery. Uh, I thought I was done with his shenanigans. And now the team of Joey and Sean Waltman. I mean, listen, we can't even call him X-Pac. We got to call him Sean Waltman. I don't know how GCW is getting away with those graphics because WWE owns that. That's WIP. I know that firsthand. So Sean Waltman, if you're listening, I got two words for you. Suck it because we're going to be finished with you. And I'm going to get that red eye getting the fuck out of GCW. You know, uh, you mentioned uh, the, the IP with Xbox specifically, and that, that reminds me about uh, before the, the world in GCW, you leaned a little into the some IP owned by WWE when you uh, supposedly or seemingly won the ECW World Television Championship. <laughs> and to me, I was just kind of floored that like that that happened. Like that's, as you just said about Xbox, that's a, a WWE thing. And there you are on a, on a broadcast event winning a title, getting announced as the, the new ECW world champion. Like what kind of went into that? And then of course you, you trashed it the next, the next night, but well, I mean, uh, listen, I mean, Rhino in the history books, the fans think that he is the last ever ECW television champion. Ezekiel Jackson is the last ECW champion. Show some respect to Ezekiel Jackson. Uh, you know, Rhino may not have come out with that television title, but I'm always ready. I made sure I had one. I had a replica. I beat him. So in my mind, I was ECW television champion and I'm always ready and I didn't want to cease and desist. So I threw that title in the trash the very next day. Probably, probably the better play, but I thought it was probably. a very, a very fun, uh, you know, way to kind of fired me. I don't even sue me too. They're very true. Very true. But you mentioned, um, potentially getting out of GCW, but like I said, you'll be there Friday, team up with Brian Myers. Now I looked it up, this will be, uh, well, don't, well, Brian Myers like, is someone that's new to GCW, who's supposed to be the first time that you two are especially teaming up there together, but, uh, and as I looked it up, but this is your first time in a while really teaming up in, in a high-profile tag team match, just the two of you like this, you know, it has been quite some time, so I'm looking forward to really kind of, you know, being a team again, the, the major players back together in a match uh, of this caliber. Yeah, once we left WWE, we said um, we're not teaming anymore unless it's a match that has some stakes, that's worthwhile, that has enough meat of the bone. So we're doing Joey and X-Pac to kind of work off the ring rust. And then in a couple of weeks, we got Matt and Jeff, the Hardy boys. Uh, and, you know, I say work off the ring rust, but we know Joey Janelle and X-Pac is not going to be an easy match. We know it's not going to be an easy feat. Uh, Joey's a tough son of a bitch, a crazy son of a bitch. He'll do anything. And X-Pac, he certainly doesn't want to lose in his uh, re-debut. So we know it's going to be tough. And we know we have the odds stacked against us because GCW, that, that building hates me. That's where I quit because they disrespect me so much. So to come back to that building that has no fucking locker room, to be wrestling 
the man who who disrespected my marriage and Joey Janela, the man who ruined my comeback. Uh, I'm sorry, my celebration at Hammerstein uh, in Sean Waltman. His, his comeback, it, it's not going to be as too sweet as he thinks. You said it here first. So that is your. That's what we can look forward to seeing on Friday. But um, you mentioned, you know, not wanting a team with with Brian Myers unless it's a, a meaningful match has stakes. So that, that that's special. But I do feel like it's important to ask. You know, you both are in Impact Wrestling. Is there any interest in potentially taking this reunion and and kind of running with it a little bit? If not right now, like at some point soon, is that a possibility, or will there uh, be more yeah. one offs like this? I think more one-offs, but hey, like I, I've made a career out of taking advantage of opportunities. If the opportunity presented itself to go for those Impact Tag Team titles, I would certainly take it. Uh, I just don't have any hopes and dreams of wrestling Joe Schmo number one and two in a in a city like Oak Grove, Kentucky, for example. You know, no no reason to do that. I, I've already won tag team championships in sold out stadiums. Don't need to go do it in like bingo halls in high school gyms. Cause I did that 15, 20 years ago. You mentioned impact and the last but not least among all the things you're doing right now, you're the new impact digital media world championship. It'd be joined grace to the title. Uh, for me, when they, when impact introduced that title, it made all the sense in the world for Macdona to have that title. It, it's, it feels uh, pretty much a parallel to the, the internet championship. So I was a little surprised that you weren't the inaugural champion, but by being Jordan Grace, you became the second champion to hold the title. What does it mean to hold uh, the, the Impact Digital, Digital Media World title, uh, that being your first championship that you've won uh, during your time in Impact so far? Yeah, I, I'm treating that title as if it's a world title. I've been bringing it everywhere. I've been defending it, uh, whether the promoters ask me to or not. <laughs> uh, that's how confident I am that I'm going to win. And if Impact wants to use the footage, go ahead. I, I'm Again, I'm trying to get that title out there. I'm trying to get more eyes on that title. I want to make it more important than the Impact World title. And I, th- I think I can do that. Uh, I, I, every weekend I bring it. Um, I successfully defended it at No Surrender against Jordan Grace. I, I, I take her on this week on Impact on Access for the title. Um, and... I'm going to bring it to GCW. I'm going to bring it wherever I go. Uh, Now, yes, it does get a little exhausting. My bags are so damn heavy with all these titles, but that's, that's just the nature of the beast, baby. It's a good, it's a good problem to have. Very good problem to have. But you mentioned, uh, obviously, not just winning the title. Uh, to me, uh, that's the, the, the lead, the, the, the heart of the story. But also, uh, by winning the title, or I should say to win the title, you kind of uh, you know, lean, lean maybe, maybe more into the, the GCW side uh, of Matt Cardona. And you know, you had used the chair to win the title. And since then, we've seen more of the Matt Cardona that we've seen in GCW and elsewhere, rather than the, the, the quote-unquote babyface or, you know. I am a babyface. I'm a white meat babyface. I'm the biggest babyface in the business. Uh, Jordan Grace, hell of a competitor, uh, tough bitch. She has my respect, but she was diving at me, trying to attack me. I just happened to see the chair poking out from under the ring. I just took it to defend myself, and she jumped right into it. Can you believe that? Hard to believe. Hard to believe. Hard to believe, right? It happened, though. But something else that feels like it's happening is that we're seeing maybe more of a consolidation of the Macdona character. Whereas like previously we talked about, you've been, you know, you're, you're the same guy and you get different reactions wherever you go. But now it feels like you're, you know, that's evolving in a sense that it's like the Macdona we're seeing an impact now has feels like the Macdona that we have seen in GCW. Is there any truth for that? Or are you still just kind of being yourself and letting the crowd uh, determine how they want to feel about it? 
Yeah, listen, I mean, th- this past week at Impact, the disrespect I felt was unbelievable. Uh, after I retained the title, I went to go celebrate with, with my people because I'm the people's champion. I went to go celebrate with the fans. Uh, you know, I wrapped my arms around a little kid trying to get trying to get him on TV, you know, so they could show to their kids one day. This little bastard bites me. <laughs> Bit me. Can you believe that? Bit me. I, I just don't understand the disrespect that the fans are showing me now. I mean, I'm the same old white me baby face fulfilling my dreams and, and they're hating on me for it. It's, it's important to point out, is there, is there any kind of sense of, of karma there? Because you, you famously spit in a fan's face, uh, at G, I believe it was the world on GCW. Like, is there, there feels like some kind of karmic justice there in a way. In a way, the well, spitting and biting. What happened was, you know, I started choking on that on that Paso Ruby. He just happened to be in my my way. Of course, of course. Yeah. But uh, we're seeing you enjoy a hell of a lot of success in GCW and Impact, let alone NWA. And I feel like it's a very fair question looking forward here of you're doing so much. You're succeeding everywhere. But uh, and I, sh- I should even mention AIW beyond elsewhere as well. But beyond that, beyond, you know, the, the tells you already won. I mean, I I've seen many people, myself included, kind of comparing you to the belt collector now of winning all these titles, uh, really just thriving and, and reaching new heights. Where do you go from here? Is, are there any other promotions you want to go to and, and try and get the titles there? Like what, what's the kind of goal now that you've already and when we last spoke, your goal was to be the NWA champion. Done that. Won, won a title in impact, a world title in impact. You've done that. So what's next? When, when people typically get released from WWE, you know, they have a good couple months and then, you know, they got to lower their booking fee because, you know, same old shit. Saw this guy before. I'm the opposite. Like, I should raise my booking fee. The amount of booking requests I get daily it's hard to keep up with. I'm what is it? It's February. I'm already booked into August, and there's people trying to book me further than that. Um, I'm staying busy, and all these all these promoters that they, they want me to work for them. What's next, you guys? If they want me for a certain date, if they want to pad the lope, I'll be there. I don't care who I'm wrestling. Um, you know, would I like to go over to Japan work for a New Japan? Yeah, that's something. That's that's definitely a goal of mine. Uh, I would pre- prefer to work. In the Japan version of New Japan, uh, you know what I'm saying? Not the the uh, U.S. version of New Japan, but whatever's going to book me, I'll do because I am here for buzz, money, and gold. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't need to be this big mainstream show. You know, I'll work in a town like Oak Grove, Kentucky, if the check clears, baby. And and that's a joke. That's a saying. Never pay me in a check because I will not accept it. Cold hard cash or PayPal, baby. Maybe just to, to reiterate, like, do you have any kind of goal in terms of like, again, you've already done so much and you were enjoying that success. Like, you know, what, how do you kind of keep that going? Like other than just the general goal to kind of keep getting the buzz, like. I'm having the time of my life and I, I work well evolving and adapting to the situations presented, you know, because you can't, especially in this business, you can't map out what's going to happen because it's not wrestling changes every week, every day. Um, you know, so last year, January 1st, I didn't think, okay, in July, we have this death match, you know, things happen and you evolve. That's, that's what being always ready is all about. Any opportunity that presents itself to be, to be able to capitalize, 
Um, you know, I proved when I started the YouTube show, Z Trolling Out of Story, over a decade ago, I proved that, you know, you can bust your ass, use the internet, use social media, and change your position in a major wrestling company. Nobody ever did that before. And I opened up the floodgates for a whole generation of wrestlers. And now, 10 years later, I want to prove that you don't need AEW. You don't need WWE to be a successful, keyword successful, professional wrestler. Now, I have nothing against WWE. I love WWE. Nothing against AEW. I love my time there, too. My cup of coffee there was good. And if either of those companies came to me and wanted to use me, of course, I would have that conversation. But I don't wake up every morning thinking, oh, man, what do I got to do to get back to WWE? What, what can I do to get on Dynamite? I don't give a shit. Because right now, the entire wrestling world is talking about me. Whether they want to or not, whether it's positive or negative, they're still talking about me. I'm at the top of their fucking Twitter feed. I'm at the top of their Instagram. I'm shoving me in their face. And if they want to respect me, if they want to love me, if they want to hate me, I don't care because they're talking about me. There's buzz. Buzz is buzz. There's no good buzz. There's no bad buzz. There's just buzz. And I have it. And there's no denying that. And every single weekend, every single month, I do more and more and more and more. And the momentum is on my side. And once you have momentum, not just in wrestling, but in life, once you build that momentum, that confidence, that success, it is hard to stop it. And trust me, I've been on the, I've been on the other side where there was not momentum and not success. I've been there before I've hit fucking rock bottom. I'm not afraid to go back. And that's what makes me, that's what makes me so fucking dangerous because I've already been there. I've already been there and back a few times. There is nobody in this business who's been counted out more times than me, but I always come back. That that's do. why people should be afraid. That's why people should be afraid because I'm not afraid to fail. Because this is all I want. This is all I've ever dreamed of doing. And right now the handcuffs are off. I'm my own boss. Nothing can stop me. Nobody can tell me, don't do this. Don't do that. Nobody can find me. Nobody can fire me. Nobody can release me. Nobody can put limits on me. And that's why I'm so fucking dangerous right now. And that's a shoot. That's not even some storyline gimmick. There is no pro wrestler in the world who can touch what I'm doing. Because no one, no one's able, no one has the freedom that I have. No one is in the position that I created for myself. I have set this this new standard i've created this new blueprint of what it is to be a pro wrestler if people don't want to admit that that's fine because they're going to have to uh tell themselves they were wrong in a couple of years when they realize oh shit matt cardona did it he changed the business dot 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 again i couldn't agree more i said it many 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 times huge fan of all the work you're doing uh, and it's awesome to see even even yet again the new heights since the last time we spoke the two world championships even more success more big matches more buzz wonderful stuff to see uh, before we get out of here just want to give you a chance to plug all the other stuff we're doing the, the major wrestling figure podcast uh oh, mc trilling on story everything else just to, to, to shine a little bit of light on there that there's so much goddamn stuff sometimes I'm like oh my god matt slow down you have too much stuff to plug <laughs> but there's never too much stuff uh i just had this here because i'm always ready major bendies go to majorpodmerch.com we still have some series one major bendies our own action figure line we created um and we've signed other talents we're creating opportunities for other talents we're paying other talents royalties uh signing bonuses we're we're, we're putting food on people's tables we're, we're trying to help the business um but yeah listen i have so many different things to plug nick all this 
Crockett Cup. I think that's my my number one right now. The NWA World's Heavyweight Championship is on the line. I'm coming out with that title. I'm walking out with that title, and I fully intend of walking out. Um, it's just a shame that it has to be in Nashville, Tennessee. 